Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to The Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Welcome to The Pastor's Study. The purpose of this half an hour, my prayer for you watching this, is that you will have a zeal, not just to pray for yourself and your family or your local church, and do that, of course, but do you pray for world missions? Do you pray for that the people in Iraq come to know Christ, the people in the Sudan? We're going to do a whole half an hour on just going hard after world missions, getting that into our mindset and into our prayer life. So I want to introduce to you kind of an expert on world missions. His name is Jerry Schomer. Hi, Jerry. Hey, Tom. Glad to meet you. Good and to meet you. Real quick, what do you do for a living, Jerry? Yep, I work with uh, Converge Worldwide, and I'm the director of church planning partnerships. So I work with our 1,300 churches in North America to help them plant indigenous, self-sustaining house churches in the 1040 window. Okay, and we're going to talk about what that is. Sure. So, Jerry, uh, Converge used to be called the Baptist, you know. The Baptist General Conference, <laughs> a na name change about mm, seven, eight years ago. So, I'm a Lutheran, you're a Baptist, but we can <laughs> hold hands on reaching the world for Christ. Absolutely. And so, you know, before we jump into world missions, I always like to ask our guest, how did you come to know Christ? What's you know, your story? I, yeah, absolutely. I came to know Christ as my personal Savior, Lord, at really a pretty tender age, age 11. Mm -hmm. I was at a camp in northern uh, Wisconsin, beautiful setting. And I remember the pastor saying that Jesus Christ would come back as a thief in the night. And he said, would you be ready? And I knew that night mm -hmm. that I wouldn't be ready to see him. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be ready. And it's a miracle, right, when people come to faith. Yeah. And I just felt that tug of the Holy Spirit, and that was my day that night I said yes to Jesus. Were you raised in a Christian church at all? You know, I was raised okay. in, in a Christian church. I it, was, but I came to know Christ Great. then. Yeah. And, and have you walked with him since, or did you, did you wander, or what happened? You know, I have walked with him Good. since, Good. and uh, by all his right. grace, Great. absolutely. Well, so now you're full-time devoting yourself to world missions, basically. That's right. Do you travel a lot? I do a little bit, mostly okay. in uh, North America. Okay. But when we do overseas vision trips, uh, primarily to India, mm -hmm. but more, most recently more Nepal, okay. one of the fastest-growing uh, churches in the world. Well, let's start with that. Okay. Where is the gospel spreading and people converting? Yep. And where is the gospel kind of dying out? Mm. Well, uh, the gospel is really spe spreading rapidly in places like Nepal. Which is above India. Above India, uh, near China in that area. Uh, there was an openness to the gospel there for many years. Back in 1970, for example, there were only a few hundred Christians. Now, through church planting efforts, uh, church planting movements, house churches, we see hundreds of thousands of people come to know Christ. What country is this now? This is Nepal. Okay. but. But it is primarily still a Hindu country, yeah. primarily still Buddhist. Mm -hmm. So about 2-3% of the population are followers of Jesus. Uh -huh. But the Christians are very zealous. And they just go out and tell others about Jesus. And right. God is doing Where else great is the gospel spreading? You know, I think other places you know, where, where the church is persecuted and where the church is 
suffering, where it takes great de dedication, that's where the church is growing. Like and oh, places like in, in North Africa, for okay. example, you know, that 1040 yeah. window. What, explain and what the 1040 yeah, window is. Yeah, it's all about latitude there, you know, 10 degrees north, you know, it's... Uh, 10 degrees north of the equator. Yep, and 40 degrees south, south I believe it is. Which yep. basically is the most unreached area in the world, am exactly I right? Exactly right. Which is Northern Africa, India. India, Myanmar, Nepal. The, China? Uh, China a little bit, Vietnam, okay. those areas. So the, when they talk about the 1040 window, that's above and below below the equator, yeah, correct. that's where the most lost people are on the planet. Right, and greatest opportunities, and the, if to be a Christian in those settings, I mean, you're just fully dedicated, you're right? putting your life on you're the You're putting line. your life on the line, and God is using that to reach. Now, on the flip side, I, I guess we would say there's probably places in Europe, for example, where the church is dying. stagnant, dying. And again, here in the United States, I mean, there are places uh, you know, the church that I go to, if I may say, Eagle Brook Church. I mean, we've saw, seen over a thousand people come to know Christ already this year. Wonderful. It's a church of about 20,000 plus. Yeah. So there are pockets where the gospel is growing. But there are churches in America, unfortunately, that are, yeah, plateaued. I can or say gone. this because I'm a Lutheran. Mm. The Lutheran State Church in Sweden, although I don't mm -hmm. think it's a state church anymore, but the Lutheran Church in Sweden, which is right. the church in Sweden, right. uh, the bishop is a partnered lesbian, mm. and she preached that there was a certain church near the harbor. She wanted the cross taken down mm. so as not to offend Muslims. Mm. Yeah. So that's called a dying church in Scandinavia, yeah. a lot of Germany, yeah. France. Yep. These places that used to be very Christian are losing it. Yeah, that's, uh, yep. Yep, you're right. Um, Jerry, uh, as, as far as the 1040 window, yep. um, you, did, you went to a trip to India that really did something for you. Tell us about that. Yes, it really did. It was back in 2014, mm -hmm. summer of 2014, and I had been serving with Baptist General Conference, Converge, as a pastor for over 30 years mm -hmm. and, you know, committed to world missions and had gone on missions trips. But I had heard that from our denominational leaders that we could plant a church for $333. Hmm. How can you do that? Mm -hmm. And essentially our leader, Ivan Velhusen, director of world missions said, you know, come and see. And so I prayed about it and I said, yes, I went to India and I saw, I saw two things. I saw a great need. <laughs> and then the dedication of our church planters there. And I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but that combination of need and when I saw people who, how should I say it, giving it all for mm -hmm, Jesus, mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. and even suffering a measure of persecution, it just captured my heart. Mm -hmm. And so long story short, came back to my church and we decided to invest and our church was very generous. We gave like $30,000 to train these church planters and so we were able to plant over a hundred house churches. And so how do they do it? Do they train a missionary from America to go over or do they train locals to become the pastors yep. of these churches? We're, we're all about local leadership. Okay. Yep. There is some obviously some Western involvement, yeah. um, you know, like myself and others, but our top leaders are indigenous local leaders. And this is how it works very briefly. So a church planter mm -hmm. can be a pastor in let's say India or Nepal, or it can be a relatively new Christian. Yeah. And we take them through an 18-week course on personal discipleship and church planting strategy. Okay. It's kind of like an assessment center. If they pass that, uh -huh. if they complete it faithfully, okay. 
Then we open and welcome them in to a two-year, like, mini-seminary course. Okay. And so you're training local people. We are training local national leaders. To become the pastors. To become the pastors. Okay. And they meet in houses. And it's a lot cheaper than training someone in America who was born here anyway. Right? Well, that's true. <laughs> and they're closest to the people and yep. less barriers. So, yep. yep. So, they, let's say if they're a taxi driver, they keep on being a taxi driver. Well, they if they're a merchant, okay. they keep on being a merchant. So they're tent-making ministries, and they meet in tent houses. Tent-making, for people that don't know that term, oh, yeah. means you keep your job, like Paul used to yeah. make tents while he preached the gospel. Exactly. So you keep driving the cab while you're a pastor at a church. Exactly. Okay. And, and you plant a house church, and the average size is about 20. But the key is that we multiply. Mm -hmm. Once we, God brings 20 people into that church, and they're almost all new Christians, mm -hmm. then we raise up our, what we call our Timothys, mm -hmm. who are the church planters. Timothy who, being the young pastor that Paul mentored okay exactly people don't know this yes okay. yeah no thank right. you yeah uh, paul timothy titus yeah. faithful men and women we try to build four generations of church planters okay. and so they go to the next village so they so if the plant. church gets too big in somebody's house you start a second church absolutely are there any churches that get so big you got to buy a building somewhere well we rent buildings oh, you do uh when i was in india we were talking about three years ago there was a church that was about 100 people and uh, I wouldn't call it a mega church, but by you know mm -hmm. those standards and this mm -hmm. methodology, it was a larger church. So they rented actually a former Hindu you know gathering center. Really? Yeah. How often are they being persecuted in these new churches in India? You know, in India, Nepal. Well, actually, in India, as I understand it, the persecution, the reports we get, it's kind of accelerating a little yeah. bit. Because of Mostly some government in the hands change. of Muslims, would you say? Uh, actually, or Hindus. Uh, Hindus, actually. Hindus. Okay, India right. is very Hindu. Pakistan is Muslim, for okay. example. Okay. But uh, again, we don't talk about that a lot. But if you go on a vision trip, you know, if a pastor would go on a vision trip mm -hmm. and you start talking with the church planters, they'll tell their story of how they were either maybe physically beaten or yeah. economically. Yeah or you know something happened mm -hmm. to their family that was hard it's very very humbling and to hear those and i don't know if stories. you know of a group called international christians concerned yeah. but they they and voice of the martyrs yes. are the two christian groups that yeah. I, I encourage you go to persecution.org ask for their free magazine yep. you'll get it every month and tell you stories that are horrible it's that you pray for it's amazing um, so here's here's my question for you, Jerry. And could I add? Yeah, you bet. Real quick thing mm -hmm. on the persecuted Christians. You know, we say as a Western Christian, I said, "Oh, I'm so sorry," but they say it is our privilege to, to suffer, suffer for, for Jesus. Yeah. And yeah. then that it was that kind of experience that just touched my heart. I know. Yeah. And Jerry, I remember seeing a, a film by a Chinese pastor who has been in and out of jail for years. Yeah. And he said. Don't pray for an end to persecution in China. He said, persecution, good for church. Good for church. Uh, I know it's a mystery. Yeah, it's yeah. It's true. But, you know, we, we don't have much persecution in America, a little. With a little. Bakers losing their jobs because they won't do gay weddings. But right. we need persecution in America. I don't want it, I don't want it yeah. but we have a very filthy church in America because mm -hmm. nobody's suffering. If you suffer, then you find out who the Christians it are. It purifies the church. Yeah. yeah. So here, here's the, the kind of the main reason. I, want, I, I, I heard you preach. I wanted to have you on TV. Yeah. Here's my question for you. Let's say somebody's watching this, and they rarely pray for world missions because yeah. they're praying for their family and their local church. Yeah. And their church just really doesn't talk about missions. About, yeah. First of all, 
what would you advise for someone watching this who wants to catch a fire for world missions personally and then how would you bring that to your church so personally first okay personally first let's start with prayer mm -hmm. the website that i would recommend it's called operation world is that under okay that's yeah. a different one yeah operation, operation world. world just google, just that. google operation world and it has all 196 countries in the world and it'll some have videos and they have different prayer requests mm. so i would say you know you can start there operation world operation Maybe one, once a day go to the website and pray for a country exactly okay. you'll find it very exciting yep and some of the videos are like beautiful like uh nepal is a very beautiful country for yeah. example okay but i think for my experience, and as I talk with other pastors, probably the way to get, I think you were asking how to get the heart for yes. missions, how to get yep. that passion. I would say this, yeah. have maybe your pastor or some of your key leaders go on a vision trip Amen. and meet face to face, feel it, touch it, smell it. Mm -hmm. It's an investment, it takes time and money, mm -hmm. but it's transformational. As one of the great things of my job is when I have the privilege to go on a vision trip and I see other pastors. Get excited. Yeah. They see the trafficked girls that have been rescued. Yeah. They see the new churches that have been planted. Yeah. And it's like, my work is done here. Yeah. I mean, God just takes it and runs with it. And so it begins with the leaders. So it does. So, you know, if you got some money, write your pastor a check and say, we're sending you. Do you guys take mission groups? We do. All right. So we do. you're going to see his website at the yeah. end of the show. Yeah. Call that website. Get your pastor to go on a trip. Because, you know, I'll tell you, Jerry, way back in 1986, Bill yeah. Bright from Campus Crusade was still alive. Yep. He took a busload of us yep. to India. Yep. We went in the middle of nowhere, put up a sheet, and... A lot of these the Jesus villages, film. The Jesus film. They had never seen a movie before. Yep. And these people are seeing the Jesus uh, life and death and resurrection. They're crying and they get converted and they started the house groups. So, yeah. Exactly. Just on our last vision trip, we take the Jesus film as well. We use that. Mm -hmm. We use Faith Comes by Hearing mm -hmm. and we partner with the American Bible Society. Good. But we had a group went up to a remote village in Nepal. They showed the Jesus film. It was uh, the summer, so it was monsoon season. We, our team was late for three hours, but the people waited. Yeah, they sure do. They waited. We, they, I think we were late, too. Yeah. They saw the Jesus film. Yeah. One of my friends who went, he said, well, no one's going to receive Christ here. How, how's this going to happen? Yeah. Almost all 40 they, of the visitors, they, they came forward for prayer, for healing. Powerful stuff. Yeah. And I think one of something like this, maybe. What's he, they should get him off that cross. They, what, is, what are they putting him up there for? You know, And just people just being moved. And... When I came back, I was so excited. I went to my church. I, I started donating to the Jesus yeah. Film Project. Yeah. I started talking about it. Yeah. So it, it does take that. And also, but there are groups, like there's STEM ministry too, they'll take 20 people from your church, yeah. not the pastor necessarily, and that gets people excited to give to missions. It does. And, you know, actually part of my job is to help people get excited. Yeah. The best tool I have in the toolbox is the vision trip. Uh -huh. But it's the hardest to get people to engage in, yeah. okay? Because yeah. it does take time. And I know, I yeah. was a busy pastor. Yeah. Um, I was reluctant to go. Yeah. I get it, yeah. I get it. So I work with mission teams, and I'm happy to work with mission teams. I travel North America. Mm -hmm. uh, I speak in churches. Mm -hmm. I talk with pastors. But again, to your original question, I think it's, um, you know, getting the leadership involved. Yeah. But if I could just say this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in my life, when I came back from India three years Whoops. ago. Whoops. You're... you're, you're, you're your microphone dropped. Oh, thank we you. want you to be heard here. Okay, see, this is maybe the most exciting part. There of the you thing. go.
question is, can I do it? Can you do it? Right. Here we go. Is Here this online? <laughs> and do you edit this out? Or <laughs> no, we won't. Well, you won't. All right. Sorry about that. Got a little excited. But when I came back from India, for example, I started praying, praying, making some new prayer commitments, a half hour a day. Mm. And pretty soon I started praying this prayer. Lord, whatever you want me to do, wherever you want me to go, I'm willing. And so I would just encourage your viewers mm -hmm. just to start praying about availability mm -hmm. to God and just start praying about the world. And you never know what the Holy Spirit's going to do. So. Amen. And the way I do it. Yeah. Tuesdays is often the day I will take out my list yep. and I'll pray for these missionaries in yep. China or wherever they're yep. at. And I've got a list that I could probably rattle off the yep. top of my head. Yep. But these are people I pray for because we need to coat them in prayer yep. and protection because, you know, of all the dangers there are in the mission. Yep, 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 yep. that's right. Um, all right, so personally, you got to start praying. Go to Operation World. Operation World. And uh, Mark Batterson. Okay. has done a nice book on Circle Maker, 40 Days of Prayer. Okay. I've actually read through that book about five times, mm. believe it or not. And every chapter has a different aspect of prayer. Okay. And that can be a catalyst okay. to the prayer yeah. as well. Go ahead. Well, you know, I was before we uh, rolled the cameras, <laughs> Jerry and I prayed. And one of the things uh, we prayed for is that somebody, people watching this show would get a zeal for world missions. Mm. And the churches would get zeal. But my hope is somebody watching this show is going to become a missionary where you actually go over or you stay in America and raise funds or whatever. But my hope is some of you will really, cons you know, many years ago, Jerry, uh, what was it called? Intervarsities Urbana. Yeah, somebody, somebody I made, went to that. Oh, you did. Somebody made a, a powerful sermon years ago and he said, given the fact that America is gospel glutted, hmm. he made the point, you should assume you're called overseas unless you get a specific call to stay home. <laughs> I remember kind of hearing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so you were a normal pastor. Now you're kind of uh, doing just world missions or that, that's your focus here in I the am. United States. Okay. And if someone is wondering, you know, maybe I should be a missionary or in some way support missions. Yep. How can they, what do they do? Sure. Well, actually, you know, the website that I'm going to have at the end. Okay, or let's if they, put that up now if we can. Yep. Or uh, if they want to contact me at jerry.shomer at okay. converge.org. Yes, there you go. Jerry, converge.org slash give slash 66758. Yep. Jerry Shomer. And, and on that webpage, there'll be my email address. Uh -huh. If they email me, okay. I can introduce them to our world missions team. Good. And, you know, we can begin the discussion. Good. Uh, our goal, currently we have about 150 missionaries, uh -huh. and our goal in the next 10 years is to double that to 300. Great. And, so, and we're just talking one denomination. Yeah, that's just and our denomination. Which it used to be called the Baptist General Conference, Correct. Bethel University here in the Twin Cities. Correct. That's where I went. Yeah, um, and me too. And the Baptists, I'm a Lutheran, but the Baptists <laughs> really taught me that we're saved by grace, not by good works. That's so true. They are the ones that really got me grounded in Scripture. Yeah. So uh, Baptist General Conference, uh, which is a smaller Baptist denomination. It is. We're just 1,300 churches, but we're growing. Yeah. And uh, we have a, you know, just a real commitment to world missions, and we're seeking to grow in that area as well. And your church, uh, Eagle Brook? Uh, the church that I go to is Eagle Brook Church. And that's the largest church in Minnesota. It is the largest and church in Minnesota. And is it like Minnesota. the fifth and the largest in the country or something? Last time I checked, it was about a number 11. Oh, really? Yeah. Of the whole country? Of the whole and country. And it's a Baptist General Conference church. It is. And, and I'm just curious how this yeah. worked. Are you the one that helped them become zealous for missions, or did that happen before you came on? Oh, it happened way before it I did. came on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
but it's great. I mean, we're in discussions regarding, um, well, we'll just leave it yeah. at that. Our, you know, I've always been part, well, maybe my very first church, no, but uh, when I served Hope Lutheran Church for 29 years, I didn't have, I mean, they were supporting all kinds of missionaries before yeah. I even walked in the right, door. Right, right, right. And are there a lot of churches that don't support any missionaries? You know, here's a few numbers for you. The yeah. average church gives about 6% of their receipts to missions. 6%. About 6%. Okay. Now, there's some little more established churches that I see, maybe 10, 15, uh, and some are like 20%, but that's kind of the exception. Uh -huh. But the average is about 6%. Okay. But the other thing that we need to, that I have learned as I've been on this journey, is so much of our money goes to missionaries that are working where people have access to the gospel. Mm -hmm. The work that I'm involved in with the Timothy Initiative, that is our partner group, and that's a key website as well, the Timothy Initiative. Mm -hmm. We reach those folks that have no access to the gospel. Yeah. Like, like what countries are we talking well, about? Well, again, North India, Nepal, that 1040 window. There's another website where inundating your audience with mm -hmm. website, but mm -hmm. it's called the Joshua Project. Okay. And if they Google the Joshua Project, there's a video, it's a four minute video, it's called the State of World Missions. Mm. And it gives a comprehensive overview of how our mission dollars that go. That sounds good, yeah. that sounds good. And here's the bottom line, yeah. about 3% of our missionaries work among the people that have little or no access to the gospel, and about 1% of our mission dollars go to the Ouch. region yeah so why is that why is that because most of our western missionaries go to places where there is a gospel foothold mm -hmm. when we plant house churches in the 1040 window and when we use national leaders we're going to what we call unreached people groups upgs where it's less than two percent mm. so we focus in those areas and we also focus in areas called UUPGs, unreached and unengaged people groups, areas where there's no missionary or no church. Mm -hmm. So bottom line, what we're trying to do, what I'm trying to do as I work with churches mm -hmm. is to help allocate- Toward the unreached. Yes, their Good. new mission dollars to Good. unreached and least reached. And have you yeah. heard this? Because some, some Islamic nations are so close to the gospel that Muslims are having dreams of Jesus. Have you heard about this? I've heard about that. Yeah, yeah. And in Africa, where we have leadership, sometimes what will happen in these Muslim countries, there will be um, difficulties and violence mm -hmm. and, and hardship. And then our missionaries, our church planters, will come in, our national leaders, and they'll tell them about the love of Christ. Mm -hmm. And people will come to know Christ. But I also hear that, just like you said, they are having dreams mm -hmm. of, of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. If I can put in another uh, yeah. word at Wooddale Church here in the Twin Cities, yes. they're doing a seminar called uh, Common Ground. It's a three-day seminar okay. on how to share the gospel with our Muslim friends. Oh, okay. And so if they go to the Wooddale uh, website, can go to that. I think they'll get some information on that. Well, so. you know, and, and let's talk money for just a minute. Okay. Uh, I wish American Christians would stop sending money to these health and wealth preachers that are mm. buying jets. 
<laughs> and instead send their money to groups like yours. Mm. I'm going to name a couple groups that I like to give to. Sure. One is called International Christians Concern. Sure. Go to persecution.org. Yep. They'll they have a radio ministry broadcasting the gospel into Islamic countries. Yep. They'll uh, they have ministries to support the wives and, and, and children of the men that are in jail for preaching the gospel. Yep, yep. And they, they do underground mission work. So it's international Christian concern. I like the Jesus Film Project from yep. Campus Crusade. Yep, we're in partnership with them. We and, love and, that. And so you're, if, the, if they're interested in supporting your ministry, again, they go to your website? For my, yes, if they want to support my ministry, my okay. role, they can go to my website, yep, absolutely. Which is, which is yep. up, coming up in yeah, a minute. Yeah, okay. I mean, that'd be great. Uh -huh. And then if they want to plant a church, for $333, um, Converge Worldwide, uh -huh. the same place where my website yep. is, it's called yep. Global Church Multiplication. Okay, good. If they just type that in, there'll be a web page that comes up and, on that. And so. if you go to a church and you never talk about world missions, that would be a starting point is for you to say, Pastor, can we, for $333 a month, yeah. support a church overseas? Can we at least start with that? That's why I love my job. Yeah. I can go to the smallest church, mm -hmm. and if they have a heart, 50 people, yeah. and if they, they can plant a church. Yeah. Yeah. The smallest offering we've received, and you know, uh, $452. Uh -huh. But you know what? And we always have a matching gift, or almost always have a matching gift. That almost got to 1000 bucks, which will almost plant three churches. Uh-huh and reach 60 people for Christ. Great. So it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then there, of course there's churches that will step up for tens of thousands right. of dollars. Good. And when I That's get those- That's where I want my money to go. When I get those calls, it makes my job, this is so exciting, not because of the money part, but because yeah. I know it's gonna train a church planter yeah. who I've met, yep. who needs a little training. Yeah. They got the Holy Spirit and yeah. power, yes. but they need a little theological oh. training and ongoing leadership coaching. Yeah. And yeah. see, Jerry, because I've been overseas and I've seen this. Yeah. If I'm going to give somebody $1,000, yeah. I don't want to give, no, no offense, I'm not saying anything's wrong yeah. with buying new church carpeting, but I want to give it to start a church so 1,000 people can come to Christ rather than let's get red instead of green carpet. You know what I mean? You know, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. And again, I just want to say to all, any pastor that yeah. might be listening, yeah. I served as a pastor for 33 years, yep. so I get it. Yeah. I mean, we, we've got to pay salaries. We've got to clean. Too. But Jerry, I'd rather but, live with ugly carpeting and send that mission overseas. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, we don't want to. Uh, all right. We've got about 50 seconds. Can you Woo. quickly close us in prayer that God would oh. give a, the watchers today a zeal for missions? Okay. Oh, Father, thank you for the privilege to just share a little bit about what you're doing around the world. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the people that are listening in. And Lord, I pray that you'll just give them the courage to take the next step, whether it's praying or maybe even if they want to contact me, I can give them some information on the next steps. Thanks for Tom, for his ministry here. Will you con to continue to bless it? And then finally, Lord, I just pray that you will make our hearts big and for people that don't know you, mm -hmm. and help us to yes, invest in that. Yes, in Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jerry. God you bless your work and you everybody. Bet. What are we out of time? We're out of time. See you next week. Thank you for watching the Pastor Study. You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry? you may do so at pastorstudy.org or write The Pastor Study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God 
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always.